0: Hi, friends, and welcome to Annie's Pink Chair, where we bring stories that invite presence, inspire purpose, and ignite the heart to share God's love across the world. I have such an interesting and outrageously wild guest. You're not going to believe this person's story. Truth Seeker is an amazing person, and I met him on his podcast, actually, and that's how we got acquainted. God called truth seeker out of demonic witchcraft when he was a teenager after almost losing his mind as demons would pull him into portals and try to communicate with him at will. After rededicating his life back to Jesus, September 7th, 2000, Truthseeker now finds creative ways to minister to the people stuck in similar places that God freed him from. True Seeker now shares his encounters with angels, demons, whew, and the true spirituality that he has found in the Bible and walking with Jesus on his weekly podcast. His podcast has been ranked at number one on iTunes in spirituality for six weeks straight, and God has given him favor with the spiritual and new age communities as he weaves the gospel message into his interview. Truth. I am so happy you're with us today. I am so excited. And you are out of the box. You are the wild card. You are the person that when someone looks at you, they might say what?
1: He's not a Christian.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There's no Uh, way.
1: There's no way he's a Christian.
0: Look at his tattoos. Look at his hair. I mean, Mm -hmm. come on, dude. Really? He doesn't believe in Jesus. How is that even like in your mind? Like, what do you, how do you respond to someone like that? What do you say to them?
1: I mean, I, I don't want to say anything. I just want to show them. (laughs) And I think that that's what the gospel is about. I think that that's what my story and your story and many people watching right now, that's what our stories is about. That someone showed us love. They didn't just tell us about love. Jesus didn't tell us about the love of the Father. He showed it to us. And so I'm big on that right now. Let my words be few and let my actions be many. And I find that to be powerful and effective. And I just got to do it. I can show you better than I can tell you, you know?
0: Absolutely. Now, I want to know about, like everyone else, we're very, very curious. How in the world did you get connected and seeking the occult? What was it inside of you? Was this happening as a child? Did, did a voice call to you? What happened?
1: Yeah, uh, strangely enough, I remember and I trace everything back to my interest in all of this stuff. And even what I'm doing today, sharing these stories to an encounter that I had when I was four years old. I remember waking up in the middle of the night with shadow beings in my bedroom on top of me, pinning me down to the bed. And I don't know if I couldn't speak. I know I was too scared to speak because I didn't want them to know that I was awake. So um, I think that that had something to do with the type of movies that I rented as a teenager and telling ghost stories at the fire. And I would try to find ways to kind of weave that experience in and ask my cousins and friends, have you guys ever woke up in the middle of the night and something was in your room? And the more questions you ask, you end up finding the answers and people say, yeah, I've had that happen or my dad had it. And so that interest for me to start looking into the realm of the unexplained was definitely there at four years old.
0: Wow. And, you know, I was just thinking this when we're little like that, we're so open to everything and. When you don't know your authority as a created human being on this planet, this is the kind of thing that happens to us, right? I mean, like, I remember those shadow people. I know exactly what you're talking about. The people that would hold you down, black figures. Mine had, like, yeah. sometimes green eyes, but most of them had red eyes. And they had, mm-hmm. like, really pointy, like, bodies that had, like, they would look like um, black like tar in a way Mm. and like shiny and just really scary. And uh, so tell me more about that. Like, so you ask questions and then you wanted to discover more. So what age was this after your first encounter with demons?
1: Yeah, just as a teenager of probably 10, 11, 12. I mean, it. The type of music that I was listening to was influenced by uh, some of the darker arts and even in hip hop. I was a big Bone Thugs and Harmonies fan and they had, you know, stuff about the Ouija board and getting lyrics from the Ouija board and that kind of stuff. And, you know, all the movies and stuff that we watched as well. So um, it wasn't. Long after that, I got my first witchcraft book from a friend who had one or something and just started looking in and starting to dabble into the occult or the realm unknown. Uh, like I said, 10, 11, 12, just er- early adolescence and um, really got real when I ended up meeting a warlock at the age of 13 who oh, was wow. like the embodiment of, it was a. Like a disciple, like somebody who like, you know, disciples you in the church. But he discipled me in witchcraft and the occult. And he was. um,
0: What do they call the warlocks disciples? What are what is a word for them? Is mm, it a disciple or?
1: I'm not even sure.
0: wow, that'd be interesting to ask, wouldn't
1: it? Yeah, I'm not even sure. I don't even know. It wasn't formal. (laughs) It was just like I'm hanging around. I'm interested and you have the answers that I'm looking for. Like, right. not just, again, the head knowledge, but this guy is the, has the experience um, with these same type of entities and demons and all of that kind of stuff. And uh, he, was, he was pretty high up. So picking his brain, getting into all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, I wow. remember, um, you know, I started dabbling and then I got born again. And then... Fell away because I didn't stay saved along, if you will. But right. wherever you want to go with with this this story and setting it up and.
0: No, I I honestly I want to know more about this warlock. Like yeah, what? Where did you meet him? Where were you guys at? Mm. Like a like so, a video store? Like where were you guys?
1: He was uh, just a, a friend of friends. He lived in the same trailer park. To be honest with you, as some as some okay. friends. And I feel like we're going on Stranger have,
0: Things right now.
1: <laughs> oh, for sure.
0: <laughs> have you he seen the latest Stranger Things? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I watched them all. Yep.
0: Oh, w- 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 did you, I mean, we understand the, even the realm even better now because of that. That I can't wait for the next season. I'm just excited. But There's so there's so many of those
1: movies there, with that it, stuff in it. Yeah. But
0: it's, if you don't know anything about the demonic or the realms of the, the mm. spiritual and the light and all that, you can't watch something like this. This is my personal opinion. You have to be inside ready to watch something and to understand that there is light that will come into that story. There is yeah. there is goodness that will come out of it, that it's not all dark like it seems like it is. But there there are people in that story that are fighting for the good. Right. So yeah. what was going on in your life? What's the backdrop? Because, look, you were interested. You had these weird demons come to visit you. You, mm. you were interested in the witchcraft. Was your home stable at the time? Was it a normal home?
1: No, n- not at all. And, you know, I, I would assume with my study and research now that that has something to do with um, the type of spirits that was in my home when I was four. You know, there was a lot of parties and a lot of drug use and um, people in and out of the house, weird people and, and stuff. And, and there was magic that was being practiced uh, oh, in wow. Louisiana is where I'm from, New Orleans. Oh, And so you would think like now after a big party with all these random strangers coming in and out of the house with these energies and spirits that are on them, maybe some of them stick around. Maybe now it's two in the morning and everyone goes home and there's whatever drug available. uh, Some of the spirits hang around and go mess with the children who are sleeping in the bedroom, that kind of thing. Right.
0: Yeah, because the mind is very, very open when you're that young and it's yeah. uh and they they even say the scientists say our mind is not fully developed until we're about twenty five it's growing it's it's expanding it's creating these pathways, these solid pathways that are like hardwired into our brain. that's why trauma at a young age is so yeah. important to try to uh correct because that can last our lifetime and we could yeah. never get out of those bad spaces but do you feel like your home life was disrupted and not very stable? is that what it was it was like for you or
1: Oh, for sure. We, I mean, even after that, like my dad left at four, um, oh, and wow. you know, we moved around a lot growing up and yeah. living with different men, my mom dating and things like that. So sure. I was definitely unstable. I would be in two and three different schools within a month or the same week sometimes of just, yeah, you know, moving around so much. So stability and no, nah, that, that wasn't there by any means. So that definitely had something to do with, with uh, the type of people I hung around with. And I got into gang culture really early. Mm -hmm. um, And that would be why there was some kind of a, you know, family aspect there. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, so how old were you when you got into the gang culture? Uh,
1: Again, there was always this interest in it, but um, 12, 13, 14, 15, just in that, in, in that age range, um, cause mm-hmm. all this stuff came to a head for me when I was, uh, 15, I believe 15 or 16. I can't remember right off.
0: Yeah. So it was all so early,
1: we, early stuff, you know,
0: you, you, you got into that witchcraft book. What did you think? I mean, you opened it up. I mean, what were you reading about? Were you reading about spells? Were you reading about like, uh, chants and stuff like that? What was inside yeah. that book?
1: So early on, you know, it was like being able to manipulate energy or something like, something as silly as shooting fire out of your hands and stuff like that um did you ever do that uh as a christian i do it all the time holy ghost fire (laughs) 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 but uh yeah no you know no it was just this weird like fantasy because like all the movies and stuff you want it to be real and then the witchcraft says yeah it is real and then it's like Mm. no that's fake and it's like trying to we're trying to figure out what's real and what isn't i think we still are Today. Yes. Trying to figure things out. And so what
0: dimension are um, we really in? (laughs) Yeah.
1: So that was the the, the big intrigue was, was that kind of stuff early on. But, um, but eventually again, of trying to manipulate matter that got into trying to summon demons and trying to communicate with entities on the other side. So it went from trying to, you know, make fire manifest or something like that out of your hands to seeing if I can get a spirit to pop up in front of me because the warlock, he could do it. And he's done He's done it before. And uh, and that's what piqued my interest, like some real did, power.
0: Did he do it in front of you?
1: Um, he had a protection spell on his belongings. And I ended up stealing from him and a bunch of other friends. And oh there was a God. party at his house. Uh-huh. And we're sitting down uh, in the living room at this party. There's people everywhere. And there was some other people at the party I'd never seen before a lot of older people and he was older he was like in his 40s and 50s at the time when you know we were 13 and stuff but he had parties all the time I'm sitting on the couch and with my cousin and somebody we know walks through the door with the video game that I stole and he has it in his hand and he hands it to the warlock who's sitting directly across from me so we're like sitting down eye to eye he hands him the video game and I seen it I'm like Oh, no, that's I stole that from him and I hid it across the street at somebody else's house. He gives it to him and they look at each other. All these older dudes wearing all black. And the guy stands up in front of me and they're into the gang activity. I mean, they're into the just wild reading the Bible upside down, weird biblical what? doctrine. Like I'm talking about far out demonic stuff that you have Whoa. to learn to be initiated. He stands up in front of me, the warlock. And he walks to the back of the house and then the next one stands up. He walks the next one. So it's like five of them there. They all walk to the back of the house and it's me and my cousin sitting here. And I'm like, Hey, we got to go. We got to, he's like, why? There's the drugs and you know, people smoking weed and stuff. And I was like, no, we need to go right now because they found what, what I stole He's like, Oh man. So we stand up and we go outside and we just know we got to get out of there. I don't know if we're going to get tied up, beat up, kidnapped. I don't know. Because uh, all, all those everybody there was in, this, in the gang. And mm-hmm. uh, there was a random guy at his car with, talking to some girls. I said, hey, can you give us a ride down the street? Um, we got to get out of here. Okay, it's an emergency. He said, sure. Gave us a ride down the street. And I was living out of state. And I was only visiting just for a couple of days. My mom dropped me off and was going to come pick me up. So me and my cousin were just staying from house to house until my mom came back. So we didn't have... Anywhere else to stay? Because we stole from everybody, and now we oh stole from the warlock. <laughs> um, he drops us off, wow. and we're gonna try to go spend the night in my girlfriend's treehouse. And so he drops us off at the end of the driveway, and we're kind of sneaking down the driveway so her parents can't see us because um, we stayed there the night before. And we're looking around the, the tree line, and there's this light hovering through the yard, and it like we're like fixated on it because I thought it was her dad with the with the flashlight. And we was watching it and the sun's starting to go down and it was like, hey, we need, to, we need to try to make a run for it. And the light never went away. So we go around the side of the tree line to this open field. And when we do, um, out of nowhere, this shadow appears. It looks like an eight foot tall camel and it appears out of thin air and it runs past me and my cousin, screams at us and knocks us both to the ground and vanishes into thin air. So about him being able to summon these type of entities on command.
0: That yeah. is crazy. That, you said a camel, how tall was it?
1: It was about eight foot. It was like, you know, double you know my height at the time. Wow. And it was way bigger, like a big horse, big camel type creature, but it was black. It was a, a, one of the shadow things. And you would think that that would scare me. Oh God, this is nothing to play with. Get your life together. But for me, a seeker, I'm like, oh wow, that was awesome. Because maybe I could get good enough to learn how to work with the demons and have them to protect my stuff and to go out and attack sure. people at will. So that right, just so kind of lit a deeper fire.
0: Right. That, that was stuff. a protection mm-hmm. a protection demon, possibly.
1: Yep. Did you I, I what happened after that? Him about like, it. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. You did. You did. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> she so, was like, Yeah, dude, you mess up my stuff
1: yeah that's like, what he said but just, it was
0: it was just Dungeons and Dragons I mean come on dude I, I don't know what yeah. game it was Resident Evil whatever it was no you was were it, by you, the way
1: you were you were right it was Dungeons and Dragons video it game. was.
0: <laughs> yeah how did I yep. know this
1: <laughs> the spirit of God but I
0: guess it is right <laughs> like
1: things just started to get weird from that point on um but my interest in it peaked because I oh this is real this is real um So I ended up going back home and doing as much of the occult stuff I could, these rituals out of the satanic Bible and Wicca and anything I can really get my hands on to try to do what he did. And I I was living in in Louisiana uh, with my mom way out in the woods. So I was by myself a lot, but I was in the woods doing witchcraft and trying to talk to demons and I would have these little, things happen where the wind would blow through the house and I would hear voices whispering in the wind and I would get really scared. So, so much so that like I would stay up all night until my mom got home. She worked at the bar and she wouldn't get home between like 12 and three, but I have every light on in the house. It's yes. scared to death. And I've been doing witchcraft all day, you know, until <laughs> so I'm like really scared for something to truly show up. But wow, um, yeah, it, piqued my interest to dive in a lot deeper.
0: I I wanted to share a a very real experience. I was about 10 years old, maybe nine. I was living in Minneapolis at the time. I was reading uh, this book about the Lutz family. Do you remember the Lutz family? The Edmitteville Horror book, the first Mm -hmm. one that came out. And I was reading it. My sister brought it home from the library. And I said, what is that? And she was a fan of Stephen King. And so I was like, what is that book? She's like, oh, it's a haunted house book. So I said, can I read it? So she went off to her friends and I opened up that book and started reading it. And I got, and I was by myself. My parents were gone. They were, I think they went shopping. My brothers were at their friend's house down the street. It was a Saturday afternoon and I was down in our, our living room area. And I was reading that book and uh, it talked about the pig talking and we had a rocking chair truth next to our fireplace. And that thing started moving out of nowhere. I put that book down so fast and I just prayed for my mom to come home. (laughs) It scared me. And I really feel like I, I, Opened a portal by reading that yeah. book and feeling it and trying to experience it in my spirit, right? Mm-hmm. I had been going to church at that time as well, Sunday school. So I think I was like, I was getting a warning, maybe, I don't know, but I, I believe that that was really the occult realm that moved the yeah. chair. <laughs> yeah, cool.
1: <laughs> scared I say, cool. The cool thing is like, it's kind of what you're mentioning about Stranger Things and looking for the good in it. Like, Yes. For for you to read that book and have like an impartation or a portal open up to the demonic realm. Now we're working for Christ and we have books and we have audio and we tell stories. And so there's an impartation there for God's glory and for the uh, expectation for him to operate in somebody's life the right way. So yes. now we can use we understand how that stuff works. If it works for the demonic. That's just a perversion. They didn't create yes. that. They got that yes. from God and and took it downward. Absolutely.
0: And we, we had a party, so I'll share this with you. And then we got to do part two. And we were playing uh, stiff as a board, light as a feather. Mm. Do you remember that game?
1: Yep. Yep.
0: So if anyone doesn't know, you'll figure it out. But <laughs> we were at... <laughs> We were in a basement and my girlfriends and I, we were doing that game and we lifted our friend up. And and truth, she did not weigh anything Mm. with our fingers, dude, with our fingers. They had a Ouija board as well. We were messing around with Ouija. So I feel like, just like you said, encountering the occult realm just even showed me. And I look back now at the power that God had available for me to access And he was already opening portals to show me you have access, just not in that realm. That's the wrong realm, Annie. I've given you a gift to see something. Do you think that's what God did to you?
1: Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Everything came full circle. And um, I'm thankful, you know, that when when I hit rock bottom and it, it was not everybody makes it out. You know, people take their own lives. People lose their mind for good and end up in yes. a straitjacket. And that's where I was headed. Mm. And uh, I thank God that I was able to experience all of that and make it out with my life, and for Him to restore me, to renew my mind. And, and I have a I have a hunger, just like you and many people are listening, from for to restore um, and and an anointing and an empathy to go back. I really care about those people. And, I, and they're people you know they're yes. not statistics and and those kind of That's things, right. which many of us know them and so i don't have to fake it I don't have to get with the church bus and go with it. listen i 'm going like this is my call, this is my burden and and i have I have a path to go there because I know mm. how to operate and I know who I am and um so i'm th- i'm so thankful that that I experienced all of that and I made it out
0: it's so good now we have a couple minutes left. I definitely, everyone that's watching and listening to this right now, you do not want to miss Truth's truth that happened to him because it's incredible. And I want to challenge everyone as the church body, as the people of Christ. There's people like Truth out there, like me. They need our help. We are the answer. Truth, let's tell them, how to get in contact with you and how to follow you on your journey and what you're doing with your show. Go ahead, share.
1: For sure. For sure. Thank you so much. Yeah. So my website's truthseeker.com truth, com, And so my book, my podcast and my music, everything that I do is available there and they can go check it out. And I'm on all social media platforms and trying to utilize anything that I can to, Tell my story and give God the glory, so man, such an exciting time to be alive for what God's doing in the earth right now
0: It is now let's talk about your book just for a minute. what's the name of your book?:
1: The book is spirit realm angels, demons, spirits, and the sovereignty of God, okay. and the sovereignty of God aspect is how he uses all of these things for our good. time it all in. Dude.
0: Yeah. I love it. I love that you're allowing God to use the gifts that he originally gave you for the good. Now it's just incredible. This is like you flipped it on the devil, man. It's so awesome. Mm. So I cannot wait. We will do part two. So thank you truth for coming on and sharing your life with us. And then we can't wait to hear the rest of your story. So we'll see you soon. And I want to thank everyone. For coming on Annie's Pink Chair. My name is Annie Lobert, and we'll see you next time on Annie's Pink Chair. Hi, friends, it's Annie Lobert from Annie's Pink Chair, and I am actually on location at our nonprofit ministry called the Destiny House. And do you feel and see the presence that's going on here, the peace, the calmness, the comfort, the beautiful grass, the trees. This is what each woman comes to when she enters our Destiny House program for sex trafficking victims. I'm Nikki, I'm the Education Outreach Coordinator. Um, I've seen girls come in here and just broken, just in need of something. And we give them a gift box when they first arrive, and then the look on their face, because their trafficker's taken everything from them, the look on their face is just amazing and precious. And just watching them grow in Christ throughout their journey here is incredible. Would you please consider partnering with us monthly? Or just send us a one-time donation. Just go to our website at hookersforjesus.net and click on Donate. And listen, your donation goes to a good cause and it's tax deductible. Thank you so much. Hi friends, Annie LoBear here from Annie's Pink Chair where we bring stories that invite the presence of God inspire purpose and ignite passion to bring God's love into the world. And I want to share a resource with you that I am personally very happy about because it's a book that I wrote called Fallen Out of the Sex Industry and Into the Arms of the Savior. It's in English and in Spanish. And this is my crazy harrowing journey out of sex trafficking getting out of sex trafficking was one of the hardest things I had ever done in my life. But my story explains, it reads just like a movie how I got out. But first of all, how I got pulled in, why I got pulled in. You think about it, a white girl, how did she get into trafficking? Yes, it happens. And how God lovingly gently scooped me out of the arms of the devil and snatched me out of that realm and brought me into his kingdom to do the work that i'm called to do now please go to our website you can pick up our book and also we need your partnership tv is not free podcasting is not free just go to pinkchair.com click on donate and help us end human sex trafficking thank you so much